A political storm is building in Canada that threatens the future of its Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Allegations of lies, fraud, and corruption have struck at his inner circle just as he's getting ready to run for re-election. What the charges mean for Canada's future, and what they say about its past. This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today from Toronto is Bloomberg's Canadian government reporter, Josh Wingrove. Thanks for doing this today, Josh. My pleasure. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the worst-case scenario, where does this rate when it comes to Canadian scandals? Well, by Canadian standards, it's a 10, but it's also just so painfully Canadian in so many ways. And so this has been kind of bubbling for a while, and the controversy is around what pressure did Justin Trudeau uh, and many of the top aides in the Prime Minister's office put on their Attorney General, essentially their own chief lawyer, to help end a legal problem for SNC-Lavalin. Now, this is a big company in Canada, a lot of jobs, about 9,000 employees in Canada, but it's also sort of a poster child company for Quebec. This is Canada's French-speaking province, the second biggest province in a critical province for Trudeau. And so the question is, how much did they lean on their attorney general, and what is appropriate and what isn't? It's a bit messy. And so that takes us to yesterday. Um, while here in the U.S., you know, we were all watching Michael Cohen's testimony against his former boss. And, you know, where you are in Canada, you had your own version with the, with Trudeau's former attorney general testifying yeah. herself. What did she say that made headlines? Yeah, well, first of all, she spoke for three and a half hours. So it was, the, the, the parallels are plenty. Uh, but she broke her silence. Uh, there had been, until now, only a story in the Globe and Mail uh, that sort of alluded to this pressure. Uh, if if she wasn't a source in that story, she certainly shared its conclusions and said, hey, you know, I made a decision that I wasn't going to step in to help solve a legal problem for this sort of iconic company. Uh, it would be inappropriate to do so. But people kept telling me for months afterwards that I should do it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We have uh, potential electoral implications. We don't want to lose jobs. These jobs are really important, etc. She laid out in fairly detailed uh, accounts sort of uh, about 20 conversations with 11 individuals who are sort of who's who of Trudeau's government saying all basically that all of them tried to twist her arm. She did say, however, that she doesn't think anything they did was illegal. She just thinks it's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And the facts really aren't in dispute. It's, it's kind of shades of gray. Let's talk a little more about uh, SNC-Lavalin. Uh, what are they known for and, and what is it they did? This is a construction and engineering firm that operates globally. If you're building a train or a building or that kind of thing, odds are they want to be bidding on it. Now, they're based in Montreal, but only about 20% or so of their workforce is in Canada. And the charges relate to stuff in Libya, believe it or not, Muammar Gaddafi's Libya. Uh, and the allegations essentially that they bribed uh, their way through to getting contracts there. Now, they're facing charges in Canada because there's rules against doing that if you're a Canadian company. But the crime, if you will, the alleged crime is uh, said to have taken place in Libya between 2001 and 2011. So this has been simmering for a while. The company essentially doesn't really dispute that, uh, and uh, but wants to settle. They want to do something called a deferred prosecution agreement. They essentially acknowledge wrongdoing. They maybe pay a fine, but they aren't 
criminally prosecuted as a company and they don't face a ban on getting contracts. And that's what they want. That's what a lot of people in the government look to have wanted. But Jody Wilson-Raybould did not want to step in and make that happen. She thought it would be inappropriate to interfere with the prosecutor. So how has Trudeau himself responded to this controversy and yesterday's testimony? It's, he's trying to weather the storm. It's been really dicey for him. Remember, he's sort of a center-left progressive elected on a promise of championing women at the cabinet table, of giving a bigger voice to Indigenous Canadians or First Nations Canadians, of which Jody Wilson-Raybould is by far the highest profile. And now he looks to be sort of an open war, and he said, she said, with one of his highest profile ministers. So that's politically problematic, and it hurts his brand, at least in parts of the country where this is playing. I should note, in Quebec, it's playing totally differently. There, he's being cheered on for helping save the company by some people. Uh, so it really it remains to be seen how, where, what the fallout will be. He's sinking a bit in national opinion polls. There's an election coming in October. you got to think that this will be top of mind, and because it kind of evokes for a lot of Canadians scandals of his party's past before he was leader and reminding them why they kicked the party out in 2006 the last time. Let's talk a little more about that past scandals because I'm I'm curious how this particular scandal plays into that bigger picture of past Canadian scandals. Yeah, I mean, it, like the Liberal Party essentially lost government in 2006 because they were seen as being corrupt and too buddy-buddy with corporate Canada, in particular corporate Quebec. And so this kind of evokes a lot of those. If you were to think of a poster child company for corporate Quebec, SNC-Lavalin would be at or near the top of the list. So that is, he's essentially sort of making it seem like this is exactly your dad's Liberal Party that we kicked out for a reason. Uh, but, you know, the, those other scandals, was called the sponsorship scandal back then, that was a lot different. There was a public inquiry. It was all about sort of kickbacks and this kind of thing. Here, the, the facts are more or less, as I say, not in dispute. The government said, yeah, we don't want SNC-Lavalin to be bought out, and we don't want them to lose jobs. And so we had a lot of conversations about that. And Jody Wilson-Raybould says, yeah, but those conversations crossed the line after I'd already made my decision. And then, of course, she was shuffled out of her job as mm-hmm. Attorney General, given a different portfolio, and that's when things started rolling downhill. And Trudeau, though, what has he said about the testimony and maybe mistakes possibly made in the past? Or is he just marching forward and trying to put the scandal behind him? There is no contrition. There's no apology. He is not chastened by this. He has said that he respects Jody Wilson-Raybould, but he disagrees entirely with her characterization of events, which I read as saying more or less the dates and times and meetings they don't dispute, but uh, the, the degree to which things were appropriate is in dispute. He's trying to ride this out, and there's, it will depend on a few factors as to whether or not he's able to do that. You know, here in the United States, we're used to um, scandals in politics overshadowing the issues and overshadowing uh, the election process. Is this going to haunt uh, Trudeau throughout the election process up to October? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's gonna, it's certainly going to haunt him for a while. I think the question will be, sort of in places like Ontario, where I am right now, that's the biggest province in Canada. It's the uh, sort of business hub. Do people in Ontario feel that this is a corrupt party or not? I think the jury is out. This might actually sort of counterintuitively help him 
in Quebec. And if he wins those two provinces, he's got a good shot at another mandate. But the election is in October. There's a lot of time to go since mm-hmm. then. Things like maybe at RCMP, a police investigation would really ratchet up the pressure. So what happens next for SNC-Lavalin? They have said that their attention is turned. They're no longer focused on getting the help that all this scandal was about. They instead are focused on defending their court case. Uh, Now, the risk for them is that if they get convicted, they might face a ban on getting government contracts, but Trudeau's government is looking at changing that rule, too. So they might not end up, even if they are found guilty, of facing uh, a ban in Canada. The shares have been taking a beating the last little while for mostly other issues other than this, believe it or not. So they've got their share of problems. But uh, for them right now, I think they seem to have, uh, or at least publicly they're saying, that they've given up most hope of getting the help that all this energy was spent in Trudeau's office to give them. Is there the possibility of a broader investigation that could possibly bring down Trudeau even before re-election? Uh, yeah, I think there's a possibility of that, although I think the jury is very much out as to whether that will happen. I think, as I say, would need the police to be involved. We haven't heard that yet. The police here don't confirm investigations until they lay charges, so we don't yet know whether they've opened a file. Although, again, Jody Wilson-Raybould herself says that she doesn't think what happened was illegal. So we, we, it's no slam dunk that the police will get involved. And the other question is, what do the rest of Trudeau's cabinet ministers think? Do they essentially side with her or side with him? So far, they're siding with him, and they think they see him as their best bet for re-election. As long as that's the case, that'll contain the political fallout, again, sort of providing that there isn't some sort of more explosive criminal angle. Josh, thank you so much. Thank you. Make sure to follow Josh and his reporting on Twitter. You can find him at Josh underscore Wingrove. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening. And please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers. And you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.